Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. It's Cofield and Company on the road. You heard it, Nova Home Loans. Jeff's helping us out here. It's JVT. It's Cofield. John Von Tobel has very strong opinions on Flurry and Leonard, uh, so much so that uh, I think someone just pulled the plug on the show early and uh, all of his rant did not get in. Hopefully we can get you worked up again and you'll deliver at the number one spot. But if you didn't hear it, Marc-Andre Fleury out from the Golden Knights. He's been traded to Chicago. We'll try to get you some reaction from Kelly McCrimmon. We'll definitely get you some reaction. Kelly McCrimmon's the GM. From the owner, Bill Foley, who seems to be frustrated that this move has happened, which is throwing everyone for a loop. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Now, we were just talking last hour to Sam Paniotovich, and he was making a joke when I said, hey, you know, fade the U.S. teams, play against them. And he said, you know, only I would play against the U.S. teams. Well, first of all, I, he wasn't serious. Um, you bet with your head, not your heart, right? And logic says the U.S. teams are probably uh, overpriced in the United States because that's what the market's going to bear. Uh, so you've seen some some numbers out there where, hey, the women's soccer team is good but not unbeatable. The women's basketball team is good but not unbeatable. The men's basketball team is good but not unbeatable. The gap that they used to have doesn't exist. Uh, and here's the other thing. Are they also playing under the specter of, hey, you know what? There are a lot of people back home who aren't even rooting for us. What are we doing all of this for? We've made all these sacrifices and we've got large numbers of Americans who are not going to root for us. This is unbelievable, but it's real. Well, folks, it's not often that I'm happy a U.S. team loses in the Olympics. It makes me sad to say it, but I found myself rooting against not just Megan Rapino and her merry band of America hating female soccer players. They lost one game, I guess, over the last few days, but I took pleasure in the men's basketball team, USA's first team loss since 2004. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. Yes. Grant Stinchfield. Keep going, Grant, with your hatred of America, you jerk. Team USA suffering an embarrassing loss to France, 83 to 76. The collection of whiny, overpaid social justice warriors are very hard to root for. The team is filled with anthem kneelers, and I find it ironic they are willing to put USA across their chest, but in the not-so-distant past, they would kneel for the anthem. Somebody ought to go up to them and just rip USA off their chest. I don't want them wearing it. You should do it, Stinchfield. You should do it. You should walk up to a 6'10 individual and... You take it in your own hands, Do buddy. it to Draymond Green. Um, uh, yeah, do it Please. to Draymond Green. On the basketball front, a uh, little bit over the top on the embarrassing loss to France. Yes, there were 11.5 to 14-point favorites. That's what shouldn't have been. Come on. Right. One. <laughs> well, against a team that is filled with well, many players that have NBA experience that they play alongside and against. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Stinchfield didn't really know what the point spread was and doesn't really understand that the French are actually a good team. I think if it was two... And the French were favored. It would have been embarrassing. It, it's, you, right. You're never going to let facts get in the way of a good narrative. Keep going. I'm not rooting for them. I'm not 
either. I side with you. We were absolutely humiliated by France. And honestly, I don't care. Olympic ratings are at a record low. And that's because the American people don't want to root for anyone who doesn't even love America. My loyalty lies with God and then my, com uh, my country. And I'm not sure that our own Olympic athletes share those same values. Wow. Okay. So now you have a lady coming in there saying, I agree with you. And Is God that, American? That it was humiliating. The loss to France. And then we try to go the comedic route with the uh, hating on the American teams. And uh, she didn't get a whole lot of cooperation from the panel. Here's my theory, and I'm really going to throw you guys for a loop with this one. So remember how the woke okay. left wanted to cancel Pepe Le Pew a few months ago? I think this was revenge of Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> It could be, because they stunk up the court, that's for sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> there, were, there weren't a lot of laughs to be had there. I don't know if they're, they're, they, uh, the feed cut out or what happened, but uh, she didn't exactly tear down the house. So that was all courtesy of Newsmax. Thank you. Can, can I say, that is actually the first time I've ever heard an anchor have a witty retort that actually made sense. <laughs> I, that was the best thing he said the entire time. Well, they did stick it up on the court. <laughs> uh God's in America. Found out. Number four. Now, they didn't mention gymnastics. They didn't mention Simone Biles, but they hadn't known what happened with Simone Biles because that unfolded uh, earlier today, yesterday. She winds up pulling herself from the competition. The U.S. women's team won the silver, right, without her. Um, a lot of people are blown away by this. Um, could I say, well, you know, let me – let me play. Let me play a couple of bites first. Her reaction, because I think this, we can draw an interesting comparison to a male athlete and the way he's been treated. Here's Simone Biles on having a pull out of the competition because she just wasn't feeling right. No, um, no injury, thankfully, and that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. So I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now. And, and it's been really stressful, this Olympic Games, I think, just as a whole, um, not having an audience. There are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. And I think we're just a little bit too stressed out. Um, but we should be out here having fun. And sometimes that's not the case. I appreciate the honesty, and, and it is the case. I, I've always found the Olympics to be one of the more amazing athletic competitions because, uh, you know, our normally our pro sports, you know, you get to come back after a loss, play two days later, you get to come back after losing a championship, start again with a new season three months later. Man, the Olympics, it's like – because the world championships no one really pays attention to. Most mm -hmm. people don't. The Olympics, it's every four years. If you're not at your freaking peak, you've worked that entire time and you have flopped if you're the gold medal favorite. It's harsh. It completely sucks. Now, here's Biles talking about the fact that, you know, mentally, from a mental health standpoint, she just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, I say um, put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it. Okay. I mean, that go that flies in the face of tough guys, right? Right rather than just battle through it. And we know that Paul George talked about something similar, maybe not as eloquently. She explained her case there that, you know, she's having trouble. She's, she's not having fun. She, you know, she's got, she's got to check in with some experts on her mental health. When Paul George did this, he just got annihilated. Simone Biles has had most, mostly support. I would like to see male athletes 
treated with the same respect. Because these are interesting times when people bring up the fact that, hey, they're struggling mentally. Everyone should be embraced. Right. And that's the angle that you should have, right? You shouldn't be asking for some of Miles to get destroyed like Paul George. Paul George should never have been destroyed for admitting his, you know, mental weaknesses or even weaknesses is in the proper turn, his mental issues when he was playing in Orlando and in the bubble, right? And so in this case, if you're going to be drawing like some false equivalencies to what Simone Biles is doing to the Scottie Pippen situation like Clay Travis did, uh, any other just in terms of quitting, whining, whatever it is, it's just not fair. And here's the other thing that I think is really important too, I to a certain extent, which is they were going to lose to the Russians by a gymnastic score. Again, I'm not I'm this is from my report. It was it was a very large margin for them to make up that right. they weren't going to be able to make up. And so to her point where she's mentally off, she had one stumble, which I know a lot of people people watch gymnastics was like it's incredible that she even landed one of those things because she was so off, right? that you just tap out of this and then you move on. I do think it's fascinating if she's going to continue to compete in individuals because what does that mean, right, in terms of criticism for her going forward? You can't finish out the team competition, but you're mentally healthy and ready to go for individual accolades. I think that opens a, a different door for conversations that people are definitely going to have. But I think in this moment right now, if you're going to say, hey, mentally I'm not right, I don't feel like I'm in this and I don't want to exacerbate an injury or anything like that, I don't see the problem. Number three. Well, it's official, at least according to the Tate Martell side. The highly touted quarterback recruit out of Bishop Gorman a few years back bounced around. You remember he had verbal commits early, early uh, in his high school career. Uh, Washington and USC and Texas A&M uh, had all been the mix. Uh, he lands at Ohio State, and then he has a big, you know, big announcement about a transfer after that. He lands at Miami. It flames out. Well, he's now here at UNLV, so he's going to walk on. He is going to be a quarterback. Talking earlier today, he said, I had a few opportunities to go play at other places on scholarship, but I want to do it for the city, my home. Uh, I am walking on as an athlete because I want to contribute to the team in any way to help win games. Honestly, this is where I want to be and who I want to play for. Tate Martell, now in the mix to play quarterback at UNLV. I talked to some people today who said he might be the starting quarterback for game number one. woo it's not much time. Right. It's not much time. I mean, and from uh, Marcus Royal's standpoint, uh, from what I hear, heavily vetted. Like, you know, because there's there's a lot of baggage that comes with Tate Martell. Um, heavily vetted. Well, you got something to juggle here, right? You want to win, but you also want to make sure that your team's cool with this guy being in the mix. If he did happen to win the job over Broomfield or Rodgers, you know, how does that affect team chemistry? Mm -hmm. But I'll say this as a story. It's pretty cool for UNLV. And now uh, there's some sizzle here with a big-name guy. And we'll see how it works out. It'll be a fun story to follow. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. I always wonder, especially when you don't have spring to use, right, how you find the different the difference between three quarterbacks in this short time heading into a week one matchup, right? Like, that's that's my biggest question. And Mark Soroyo's an offensive guy. I'm sure he's got a different – he clearly has a different eye uh, than most of us are looking at these guys playing quarterback. So that'll play into this. But I, I find it pretty fascinating. You're going to find an edge between these three in a short amount of time, throwing him as another factor into it. So we'll see. About uh, 35, 36 days yep. to get ready for the opener against a pretty tough Eastern Washington team. Believe, believe it or not, Eastern Washington is, is a good program. Uh, the game is here at the Al, and now you've got a former you know, gigantic high school star in the mix for the Rebels. And uh, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they're practicing every single one of those 35 days. So that makes it a little tough, right, in terms of evaluating these guys. 
number two. Well, the big news of the day is Marc-Andre Fleury. Yep, it happened. He has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, his agent, I thought, tried to stick it to the organization a little earlier today. We'll get to what he tweeted out. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are asking, hey, what's the deal here? I fully told Marc-Andre Fleury that this wasn't going to happen. Uh, there's a story from the past that, you know, Foley had told Fleury and his wife in an elevator at T-Mobile that he would retire a Golden Knight, uh, saying, I said this um, is where you're going to be. You're going to get to love Las Vegas. Vegas is going to love you. This was, you know, a few years ago. Um, and I feel like I made a, commit to, a commitment to him at that point. All right, well, what happened here? Because Foley also, earlier today, uh, commenting, I'm disappointed that this was the outcome. I really feel terrible about it. Unfortunately, that's reality. He says uh, Bill Foley, the owner of the Knights on the Marc-Andre Fleury uh, going to Chicago. The Marc-Andre Fleury going to Chicago, right? Uh, I'm not okay with it, but I accept it. Honestly, we were exhausted during the playoffs, and we were exhausted because we played short all year with players. I think it really contributed to our loss to Montreal, the fact that we were just so wiped out. So does that make sense? People are entitled to be disappointed about it. They're entitled to change their mind. And I think more promising, Bill Foley was set on an outcome for Marc-Andre Fleury here in Vegas, and he listened to hockey management. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Right. I think those are all positives, right? And this is something we talked about, too. It was one of the two. We knew that one of the two was going to be gone after what transpired for the Vegas Golden Knights in the postseason. You needed to get some cap relief. You needed to add more guys. You need to add more skaters. And so this is the way that you do it. You have to get rid of one of them. And to a certain extent, whether you, we can talk about, again, all the specifics and the numbers, going the route of the hockey guys and listening. Because how many times do we hear stories about owners getting involved in making the less than optimal decisions and shirking what the hockey guys, in this case, tell them to do? So I think this is a positive that Bill Foley's willing to put that aside and listening to his guys. And by the way, he can still retire a gold medal. Oh, he can. Yeah, he yeah. can come back. So he sure, they can retire the jersey. They can build a statue out, you know, out in front in like four years. Who, who knows? Flurry's he's such an awesome athlete. The guy may play five more years. Hmm. I don't know. There's, there's Some of the great goalies of all time played into their 40s because they were great goalies of all time. Was he pretty good last year? Yeah, that's the other right. thing. Like, the the other amazing angle yeah. here is he, uh, he got the Vesna and he's been moved. All right, number one. Number one. Yeah, first time in 20 years the reigning Vesna winner traded before the next season. Last time it happened, the Dominator. Buffalo move Dominic Hasek to Detroit on the first day of free agency in 2001. So, yeah, a year ago, uh, Flurry was 26 and 10, 198 goals against average, uh, nearly 93% on the save percentage. Uh, started 16 of the 19 playoff games over Robin Leonard. And Leonard is signed for four more years. I say they should have kept Flurry. I started making this case weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I would have gone with the guy who I think is. Uh, is virtually guaranteed to show up there uh, every time they need him. I have some questions about durability with Robin Leonard. I think Leonard also would have fetched more on the trade market. They didn't get a whole lot back from him, John. And basically, it's a minor league player they got back right. well, from sounded, the Blackhawks. It sounded like it was because of the belief that they think he might retire. Right? So if, that's, if he does indeed retire and doesn't play for the Blackhawks, then the return is great, right? We should really talk about that and consider it. Now, now, is he gonna, now here's the thing on the retirement deal. So his agent, Alan Walsh, this is the same guy who put out the stupid meme a couple of years ago with a sword through the back. Dripping blood. I mean, children saw it. This, this is childish. And if I were Mark Andre Fleury, I would tell the guy to cut the crap. But apparently, um, 
don't know. He's not bothered by it. Uh, Walsh tweeted this morning. Uh, this is before the trade was 100% official. While Mark andre Fleury still hasn't heard from anybody with the Vegas Golden Knights, he has apparently been traded to Chicago. Mark andre will be taking time to discuss his situation with his family and seriously evaluate his hockey future at this time. Cut it out. Cut it out. That's You're unnecessarily um, getting emotional. Mm-hmm. You knew the situation was going to happen. McCrimmon, on his call, Kelly McCrimmon, the GM, said around noon that we've been talking to him, to Flurry and his camp the entire time. Yeah, we didn't get to call him this morning because the deal wasn't done and someone else leaked it before it was 100% official with the NHL. But we've told him about all the teams that were interested, including this Saturday when another team jumped in as a potential landing spot. Just really disingenuous and disappointing. Uh, I, you can have your complaints about Golden Knights management being a little bit cutthroat. I don't. I don't. I know you don't. No, you should. This is these are the steps that you take right to win championships. It's sorry you did you did your job. We appreciate it. See you later. The New England Patriots have been famous for it for a very long time, and they were very successful for a very long time. This is what successful franchises do. But I'm with you. It is disingenuous. You're trying to stir the pot. You're trying to get fan bases to turn on the front office when you know, and that's the other thing, when you know that they have clearly been in contact with you for multiple days. Just because they didn't get to you right the second the trade was done doesn't mean that they haven't been in contact with you. So I, I'd be fascinated. I don't know if Flurry Flurry seems like an insanely nice guy. Does he have an FU season in him? Like an Andre, like an Aaron Rodgers type does, right? We saw Aaron uh, Rodgers oh, in the FU season. I wouldn't count him out. And that's why oh. there's there's – almost zero percent chance he's going to retire he's not walking away this is he may think about it but when he comes to his senses he's going to be incredibly driven to have a monster freaking season right and i also we should i feel like we should say this too i don't think and i don't i'm not in the front office with the vegas golden knights this isn't a we think andre mark andre Fleury's cooked let's get rid of him no, like this is, hey, we have to make a decision because of how much we're paying these guys. One of them has to go. And the window right now, it makes a little bit more sense to keep the 30-year-old and then rely on the youngster coming up from the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, Logan Thompson, as opposed to keeping the guy who is 37. It just makes more sense to go this route. It doesn't mean, I think, the Vegas Old Knights think he, he is done as a goaltender. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company. A KM into the offensive zone. Rush shot off the crossbar. Rebound and a diving save by Flurry. What a stop. Diving across the goal line to Rob Patel. To his left and saved the goal. Oh, oh, did you see that? One of the saves of the year from Mark Andre Fleury.
We have, woo, we have some hardcore Mark Andre Fleury fans in the vast sound crew at Lotus. Holy cow. I bet you we hear more of those in the next couple of days. What a sad ending. A lot of people are very depressed. Very depressed that Mark Andre Fleury is now headed to the Chicago Blackhawks. I thought it would be forever. Damn it. It's impossible. <laughs> are you all right? Did that turn the tide for you? Are you now sad? No. Pulling out all the stops for you to be on the Fleury side. No, not really. <laughs> It's boys to men. It's playing highlights. It's boys to men. It's playing highlights. You are playing highlights. It was the Robin Leonard save from yeah. the year ago. Well, you're a Leonard guy. I'm an objective guy. That's just the way it works. <laughs> we have objectivity <laughs> issues think I'm a on, on this show. Uh, listen, the suggestion this morning was made by Fleury's agent that uh, none of this was communicated. I want you to hear Kelly McCrimmon again explaining that like there's been dialogue back and forth. We didn't freaking blindside him with this deal uh july the 12th i believe we spoke three times i i made uh flower uh, aware of chicago's interest we had uh, an open discussion about that and uh you know any other team that i spoke to or any other team that contacted me uh from the time that i met with uh, mark andre on june 29th until uh up to and including a new team uh, who contacted me uh, for the first time on Saturday, uh, of which I made uh, them aware. So I think that uh, communication throughout this process was very good. Uh, he also said that, listen, in the thought process, the two-goalie thing worked this past season. He wasn't so sure it was going to work again. That same scenario might have been a little harder to manage. I, I mentioned uh, just a minute ago that I give both uh, – Mark Andre and Robin, a great deal of credit for how they handled it. But I know also uh, that these are two goalies that are both starters. And and I don't know that uh, there would have been the same appetite to do it uh, the same way from those players. Neither uh, neither goaltender, to their credit, expressed any, uh, any concern or any issue. It's just, uh, I guess, more uh, my own observations uh, uh, with respect to that. And then I guess, uh, you know, it ties into, you know, my job is to try to make our team better. And, uh, you know, to do that, you need uh, cap space to uh, to improve. And I know last year being a cap team, if we're going to, uh, you know, work on any free agents, uh, you know, Alec Martinez is one that we've been working on. We're hoping to have news with respect to his status uh, tomorrow. We haven't made uh, final decisions on uh, Matthias Janmark or Thomas Nosik. If you're going to improve your team, there's a cap space component to that that is uh, that is definitely uh, challenging. Now, the crazy thing is he went through all of that to explain, hey, we didn't screw the guy over. Uh, meanwhile, he really wanted to get to something important, and that was actually talking about Marc-Andre Fleury. This is the GM of the Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon. His time in Vegas, it's uh, incredible uh, the moments that uh, we shared with him as part of our organization. He was the most uh, popular player I've ever seen in sports. He was the face of the franchise. When you uh, think back to how it all began, the storybook first season, the passion that he has for the game as, uh, as both a teammate and a player that's uh, connected to the fan base. I want to recognize uh, his uh, great accomplishments. Thank him for his time, for his time here. That was very cool. And then I'm telling you folks not to sound like a jerk, but when I see people question what happens at press conferences and assume that all media people are 
dill holes and are like, why they ask that question? This is a great question for the possibilities that you may get with the answer. Do you feel a little bit like the bad guy in all of this? How, how do you kind of, you know, resolve that? Is that something you're okay with sort of being the person out front that's taking the brunt of this? Um, David, these are hard jobs and uh, you have to make tough decisions. And, um, you know, I, I just uh, really feel it's always about what's, uh, what's best for the organization. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, Bill had a really special relationship with Mark Andre. I, I do not suspect that's going going to change uh, moving forward. I know that you know they were they were very close. Bill uh, Bill thinks uh, thinks the world of uh, of Flower, and I know that Flower has a great deal of respect uh, for Bill. But uh, you know, again, for me, you know, I try to do what I uh, believe is in the best interest of the of the Vegas Golden Knights. Every decision that we make is uh, is based on the same thing. Get that mortgage tuned up right now. 877-700-NOVA is the number to call at Nova Home Loans. From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. All right, let's get the reaction from uh, one of the real hockey experts out there. We love covering the sport, and we've loved covering Marc-Andre Fleury and then the dynamic of uh, Math and Leonard. But Nick Gismondi was around here covering the Golden Knights. Also a Black Hawks guy, so he's going to have good perspective on this. Gizmo, how you doing, buddy? Long time no speak. Oh, my gosh. I miss you guys so much. How uh, how are you all doing? I hope everybody's happy and healthy, and uh, I, I, it's, great to, it's great to talk to you. It's great to hear from you, and I miss you guys. Well, thanks, Nick. We miss you, too. Um, well, you're yeah, we're doing well. Uh, stories like this obviously make Sports Talk Radio. I don't want to see anyone upset and, you know, unhappy and all mad. And Marc-Andre Fleury and his agent, you know, his agent putting out that tweet this morning was a, a little bit weird. I guess I'll, I'll ask you right off the bat. I mean, this doesn't come as unexpected news. Uh, I think everyone in, in hockey knew that, you know, one or the other was going to go, right? Well, it's a cap space is- issue, right? Like, uh, and that's and that's the modern NHL. You're in trouble money wise, and you've got to find a way to make moves and make pieces. And I think what, you know, to Vegas's credit, what they're doing is they're looking at the long term, and they're they're taking a look and they're saying, okay, well, which one of these guys is, which one of these guys is potentially going to be our guy for the long haul, and which one of these guys puts us in the best position to to win a Stanley Cup down the road, and 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 Bill Mark Andre Fleury is. <laughs> You know, one of the greatest of all time, in, in my opinion, in the league, and, and, and obviously his accolades speak to that. And then you take the human being that he is in the locker room presence. You just have to, unfortunately, make a tough decision because you're 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 being called out on it financially. So uh, you, you know, you don't have much of a choice. So you make the call on on the guy that you think you can keep longer because you you just don't know who's going to become available later on down the road. So. You know, I get it from a business standpoint. It makes the the best sense, but from a from an emotional standpoint, it's another you know, it's another blow to the uh, to the to the Golden Knights faithful. It is, and there are a lot of flurry devotees. I want you to build more on his locker room presence because, man, guys rave about flurry and like. How hard is that going to be to overcome? And then what's what's Leonard's personality like? Because I don't think they dislike Leonard, but man, that's a different dynamic. Well, let me let me let me uh, let me speak to both points, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. Listen, Mark Andre Fleury is one of the greatest human beings that you're ever going to meet. I mean, I I knew of his presence uh, because I knew a couple of guys that played with him in Pittsburgh, so I knew the character of the guy. And then I got to see it firsthand in the first two seasons there in, in Vegas, and I. 
I think the telling moment for me with Mark Andre Fleury was is that there, there was a Make a Wish event in in year two when I was you know fully the host of the of the pregame postgame show with Mayday, and I watched him. I've watched guys do the Make a Wish things before, and they you know they do it and they smile. Mark Andre Fleury <laughs> went way above and beyond in terms of his time and his and his interest and his level of appreciation of the situation. So that told me everything I needed to know there. And then, you know, I know enough of the guys in the locker room that I was close with, the, the Brandon Peary's and the Pacioretty's and the, and the Nate Schmitz of the world that just couldn't say enough good things about who Marc-Andre Fleury was. And it's a quiet, calm leadership that you – you believe in you buy into and you you know when you're in those tough situations you look at that guy and he's cool and calm and smiling and laughing and keeping things loose in the tense moments and that's what you need in a room especially in a hockey room i mean that is that's a brotherhood that's a bond that's a family it's, it's deeper than a guy putting out a bunch of equipment playing hockey so you, you're you're lacking in that big time now there are a ton of other character guys in that room that are going to pick up the slack but mark andre fleury is a void that'll be tough to fill and then Robin Leonard, he's just tougher. Uh, you know, he was one of my he was one of my good friends when he was in Chicago. He was the guy that I I talked to a lot. He was my the guy the first guy I went to in the locker room when I was getting quotes because he sees the game at a cerebral level and his hockey IQ is higher than most other players in the game. And normally you'll have defensemen who see it pretty well and you'll have forwards that see it pretty well, but Robin Leonard's hockey IQ is off the charts and he's a caring, loyal faithful guys so you have a good locker room guy in him but he's just not going to be as bubbly and as vocal as Mark andre Fleury but the, the Golden Knights are in fine shape with, with Robin Leonard at the helm trust me so I would, I would completely agree with that but why do you think there seems to be and this is just my observation there seems to be this resistance toward embracing Robin Leonard fully like he gets a brunt of the criticism in losses even though sometimes it's not his fault even today he's having to go on Twitter and social media kind of saying, hey, like, why is my mental health being brought up in this whole situation? This is about Marc-Andre Fleury. Why does there seem to be some resistance to Leonard as being the guy between the pipes? Is it just because Fleury is so loved? Well, I think Fleury is so loved is part of it, and I think that this this country and this world has a problem with mental health still that they, they, <laughs> they need to get past the stigma on. I, I, we, we've all got things. We all have things. And I can surely tell you as someone that knows Robin Leonard as a professional, but also on a personal side as a friend of mine, as a good close friend of mine, Robin Leonard is more than fine. And Robin Leonard is a rock star of a human being. And anybody would be lucky to have him as a part of it. Um, and I would implore the, the, the Vegas fans to make sure that they give him his due because that man is a, that is a quality human being and a quality goaltender in the NHL. So, um, but but I, listen, you, you love Marc-Andre Fleury. It's the same thing. We were all there in year one and two. We all have an affinity for for certain players and certain guys that skated into our hearts and, and have left that indelible mark. And Marc-Andre Fleury is at the top of that list. So I can understand the, the disappointment, especially when Marc-Andre made comments like, I'd like to retire here, like this is where I'd like to finish, and this is, this is home. And this, all of those comments stoke the flames of the hearts of the fans. And, and then when something like this happens, seemingly moderately abruptly and seemingly like you're throwing them off to the side, Everybody gets upset, and I think that's part of it. So I, I would just implore people to make sure they're directing their displeasure in the proper direction. It's got nothing to do with Robin Leonard. He has no say in the matter of who comes and goes. 
Talking about the Golden Knights move on uh, Marc-Andre Fleury sent to Chicago. Blackhawks. We'll talk about the Blackhawks here in a second. Nick Gizmondi, a longtime hockey voice, uh, pre-post intermission uh, host with both the Golden Knights and the Blackhawks. One last thing on Leonard. You, you, you were saying you're friends with him. Would you tell him, hey, you know, the social media stuff, maybe it's not the best thing to be up there all the time. I do worry about that. No, I think it's good for him. And I think everybody's got their own path. I've struggled with it, too. Uh, you know, I've for the last couple seasons since I left you all, I, I hear it all the time about how much I'm missed there and how much maybe people would like it to change and whatnot. And you can take it all with a grain of salt, the good and the bad. And I think if for Robin Leonard, he needs to feel like he can get out in front of things, that's a Robin Leonard choice. I love his voice, and I love that he's in front of it, and I love that he owns all the things that he says, and he means it, and that's the best part about the guy. He is as honest as they come. If he's saying it there, he means it personally, and you know, I've been in certain situations in the locker room where, in Chicago, in in my first year there, uh, which was his year there, he'll stand up to reporters. He'll he'll say it how it is. He's got... He's got no fear of being who he is. And if, though I do feel that social media is a cesspool sometimes, if, if he feels like that's the best avenue for him to defend himself, then you know what? God bless the guy. Uh, so I think his honesty is rare, and I think that people are afraid of that, especially these days. So whatever he's saying, he means it, and he means it hard. Is there any way that Mark Andre Fleury is going to retire and not play for the Blackhawks? Yes. Ooh. Really? Yes. You and, think he can fact, walk? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've been on the golf course most of the day today, so I haven't yeah. kept completely up with all of the rumors and the flow, but I know that the words of his agent uh, are, are telling and that there's definitely more to the story than a simple trade. And I think that the Chicago Blackhawks were smart to take an opportunity, and if Marc-Andre Fleury plays, fantastic. That's a massive win for a team that I think is is looking for a veteran solid number one between the pipes. And if he doesn't, um, not too much ventured, not too much gained. Wow. But yes, I um, think it's I think it's very possible that that Mark Andre Fleury has played his final game. Wow. Um, you know uh, this Alan Walsh because I I don't know I thought that I thought the tweet this morning was silly. I think Alan is. Similar to Robin Leonard in his loyalty and honesty. And I think he's passionate about his client. And I think that everything that he is saying uh, does have an element of truth to it, obviously. But at the end of the day, he is an agent. So, uh, you know, I think he's he's trying to do what's best for his client. And he's putting that client first, which for me speaks volumes to the guy. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't really know if he was unaware of the trade or things like that. I, I, I just really don't know what the relationship is between the management and Vegas and, 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 and his agent based on, you know, what has transpired when Leonard came, et cetera. So I, that's a touchy subject. I really don't quite know. And I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair for me to speak to yeah. the validity of the communication between the two, but it definitely is on par with what we saw last year when, when Leonard got traded there. 
That's a good answer. Back me down, right? I got to think about it a little bit more. Uh, Nick Ismondi's with us. <laughs> All right. Around the league, Nick, you know, the, the we talk about the Golden Knights. Hey, they're, they're pretty hardcore, man. When it's time to make a decision, they make a decision. Is there any chance there's a rep around the league with players where some players are like, man, I don't know about that organization? <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the elephant in the room, right? I mean, if it, I, I don't know if it's developing. You don't catch me speechless too often, but I would say that uh, I would say that there's definitely a, a reputation that's, that's starting to follow. Um, I would say that uh, if anybody can say anything about the current situation in Vegas, that they're doing what they feel that they need to do in order to win, and they want to win right away. That was that was Mister. Uh, I'm not going to say Mister. Uh, God will get me in trouble. I'm sure he's still listening, and I'm sure he'll still find me. Um, uh, Bill will do what he wants to win, and Bill has given that directive, I'm, I'm sure, to management. And I, I'm under the impression that they feel that this is probably the best move to make and put them in the best possible spot to win the Stanley Cup. So I think most guys around the league will look at them and say, okay, they're making moves. They feel like this is what they need to do to win, and I feel like the fan base will get over the personal side of it and look at the business side of it and probably agree. Um, and I think most players will probably look at them and think the same. They mean business. They're going to put the best team on the ice they possibly can, and that means potentially hurting some feelings. And yeah. from a personal standpoint, that sucks. Trust me, I went through it two years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, from, a, from a professional standpoint, it's probably the right decision. Uh, let's wrap on this, Nick, and I really appreciate all the time. we got to talk more often, yeah. too. Nick Ismondi's with yeah, us. We, uh, Listen, they're going to take some of this money. They're going to. It looks like they're going to bring back Alec Martinez. The goal here is to clear more space. What's the best thing for the team? Do they build some depth, uh, get multiple players, you know, center, some forwards, or do they make a gigantic splash and go after one of these guys who's making eight, nine, or ten million dollars? Well, you've, you've done that now a couple of times, right? It's not necessarily the talent of the player; it's the quality of the player. Herb Brooks, Herb Brooks says he didn't want the best players; he wanted the right players, and I think that. Pete DeBoer, who is a man that I've known since I was 15 years old, the guy who gave me my first ever job as a hockey announcer, um, I think he's a smart man. And I know Pete DeBoer and I know Steve Spot really well. Um, since I was a 15-year-old kid, I'm 40 years old now. Um, I think that Pete DeBoer is going to build this team the way that he needs to build it so he's got the right guys. And that doesn't always mean you need a big name. You don't need a, a $10 million a year guy. You need a quality guy that's going to do what needs to be done in order to make the team better. And I think that that's probably what they're going to build towards here. They tried to do it with the big-name guys and the splashes, and then they come, they come up a little bit short offensively in crucial moments. And I think that you're going to see that change start to happen now. And maybe it's not the guy that scores 40 goals a year. Maybe it's the guy that scores 20 goals a year, but is a hell of a guy in the room. And though you're losing that with Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe add two or three of those with this extra money. Nick, you're awesome, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Let's talk soon, okay? Hey, listen, I miss you guys, and I miss the fans, and I miss the community, and I can't thank you enough for all the continued support, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Do it. Thanks, Gizmo. All right. Later, boys. There he is. Nick Gizmondi, uh, former host of uh, pre-post intermissions with uh, AT&T Sportsnet around the Golden Knights, uh, was doing the Blackhawks the last couple of years. He's all over the place. Great broadcaster. Uh, good stuff there. All right, on the way back, we do have a statement from Mark andre Fleury to close out things here on a, a crazy, 
crazy Cofield and company. Again, if you missed it, I mean, you know, I don't know not, if you did. Sorry, we kind of we're uh, been covering the story without uh, re-entering it 50 times. But Marc-Andre Fleury uh, has been dealt to the Blackhawks. Nick Gizmondi just said, hey, maybe he, maybe he does retire there. There's a chance. The show never ends. Watch the Cofield and Company late night pod tonight at 9 o'clock on YouTube or at Steve Cofield on Twitter. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Well, we're going to hear from Mark Andre Fleury eventually, right? Make a decision. Is he going to go to the Blackhawks? We just had Nick Gizmondi on, longtime hockey guy, and he said, uh, yeah, there is a chance. That he's going to retire. So I'm throwing it out there. I'm like, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to be driven by this. He's 36. He just won the Vesna. But, uh, hey, these are emotional times. Crap, I, I think up until this last weekend, I I think Aaron Rodgers was seriously considering pulling the I'm going to retire move to get traded, and then they came to an accord, and now it's been worked out. We'll see what happens down the road with Russell Wilson, right? And, and again, it might be his wife involved. He's all annoyed and pissed off, and he's inside his feelings with – Pete Carroll. So I'm sure Flurry right now is feeling it. Uh, he re- uh, released a statement. This is uh, from Frank Saravelli, one of the really good NHL insiders. Maff said, I want to thank all the amazing fans in Vegas and my teammates for four incredible years together. You embraced me and my family from day one and made playing games at the Fortress one of the great joys of my life. We will miss playing in Vegas very much, but I am grateful for my time in your city. So there you go. Short, sweet, poignant, nice. It's not over, though. It's not over. You and I, from the very beginning of the show, we're talking about, you know, what's going to happen moving forward, choosing Leonard over Flurry, and how the fans are going to react. The Flurry fans will be watching this situation, you know, the Golden Knights next couple of years like freaking Hawks. No matter how well they're playing, every loss, every bad game by Leonard, if they don't make a run to the Stanley Cup final or win the Stanley Cup, so, that'll be ripped. But that's the way they are. Right. They love Mark Andre Fleury. But they're wrong. Well, that's your opinion. No, it's not my opinion. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I, right. I, I, you're right. right. I forgot about it's the Stanley. All an, it's all an opinion. There's no. No. There's no. No, there's no, here. no. There is an absolute. They did not win a Stanley Cup with Mark Andre Fleury because they had mo- so, too much money invested in two goalies. So no. So no. So again. <laughs> So if you're going to, and I know this is not you, but if that is really the case that you're holding up, yeah. like this is what I love. Like we just have this selective memory with the things that we like and what we don't like. Mm-hmm. There were two years of play that wasn't the best from Mark Andre Fleury before this last season. There was that is that is a fact. Mark Andre Fleury was the starting goaltender in the hashtag not a major game. That is a fact, right? The, the, these little things that we kind of forget here. Again, he's a really good goaltender. But my whole my whole thing here is if if you're sitting back to your point and you're going, gotta win the cup now. Why? The other guy didn't? Come on. Stick your hand in there, Dave. There was a lot of baseball news today. Dude, if the Rays go get Max Scherzer and Chris Bryant. Is that the rumor? Yes. That they're I, in on both. I mean, I love it. I, I would love it as well. Yeah, this is what every team in baseball should be doing when they're in a position to win. Go win. Yep. Go after some of the big boys. There is no such thing as small market, big market, medium market. It's a bunch of crap. Wow, that's a good rumor. 
And obviously right. Vegas is in the middle of all this because two of the most coveted players in terms of hitters are hometown guys. Yep. Joey Gallo involved in a lot of rumors and Chris Bryant, I would think 95% certain that he's being dealt somewhere as the Cubs look to turn the page. Uh, rumors of did Rizzo go anywhere so far? There's rumors of Rizzo going back to the original organization he started with, the Red Sox. Uh, they, they traded one of their relievers yesterday. They could still trade uh, Kimbrel and another reliever. So there's going to be a lot of change here. Yeah, I haven't seen any moves today. Just just more and more rumors. And, and passing ESPN was the one that initially had that that Scherzer, the Rays are looking at Scherzer and Bryant to add to, of course, the acquisition of Nelson Cruz, which would be incredible. Stick your hand in there, Dave. And then there's the news of more and more positive COVID tests around baseball. And we are in for a really interesting August, September, you know, into the football season. Christian Yelich yep. with a Johnson & Johnson shot tested positive. So now he's down and he, he just hasn't been healthy this year. Brewers are good, but they would have got a big boost from Christian Yelich. You know, the Brewers Pod, have been- podcast back tonight. Join us at 9 o'clock.